We are here to fuel your Rockets news. This is the Rockets Fuel Podcast presented by Clutch Fans. I am one of your hosts, Lashar Binkley. Of course, you can always find me on Twitter at Binkley Hoops. And you can always find my written work on the Dream Shake. And I had an article that came out today. So make sure you check that out. And we are here today, of course, with my co-host, Mr. Anthony Duckett. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, brother. I'm glad to be back recording again. (laughs) <laughs> definitely um and before we kick it off uh why don't you let everybody know where they can find your content yeah you can find me on twitter at a underscore ducket uh on instagram at antho ducket as well and of course we have a ton to talk about first off i appreciate you playing injured fighting through the allergies and joining me today <laughs> it's all good man it's all good they, they can't hold me down <laughs> <laughs> well we we live in Houston, so we know how you know weather changes and how bad allergies are here. So yeah, we we're, we're gonna make it through together today. <laughs> we'll power through it. <laughs> well, we got plenty to talk about. I mean, initially I wasn't even gonna do a podcast this week, but I mean, with all the stuff breaking and coming out, it's kind of hard to not do something and uh, get our opinions and takes out there. So actually, I kind of want to start with the biggest news out of anything. Actually, even bigger than the Rockets' um, free agency news, or well pseudo free agency news um the news that kevin durant is requesting a trade out of brooklyn which i would say kind of came out of nowhere but we also kind of heard that this could be a possibility but it was really more of a possibility if they didn't bring back Kyrie Irving, which he actually opted into his contract which i don't know why people actually thought it was any chance he was leaving 30 million dollars on the table but he actually opted back into his contract and then right after that we have kevin durant requesting a trade and we all know why this is very important to the Rockets. The Rockets pretty much own the Brooklyn Nets pick through 2027, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. either a pick swap or the, their pick outright. So I know some people are saying, well, Brooklyn may still get back some good assets that will kind of negate any possible lottery picks. But to me, that's kind of a long shot because we all know you never really get true value back for a superstar, yeah. let alone two superstars. And even though the Rockets got a lot of draft picks that are looking great right now, they didn't get any players back. So those draft picks are going to even take a little bit for the Rockets to actually get value back from them. So the same thing is going to happen with Brooklyn. Even if they get draft picks back, they're not going to see any type of value for the next three or four years before those draft picks mean anything. So those Rockets picks that they got from Brooklyn are probably some of the best (laughs) either – draft uh, assets in the NBA or trade assets if the Rockets plan on using those in trades, which me personally, I think eventually they're going to start using some of these picks and trades because we all know starting next year that the Rockets are going to try to, um, well, the following next offseason, the Rockets are really going to start ramping up, trying to actually start to be a more competitive team because the following year they don't have their own draft pick. So what was your initial thoughts when you heard that Kevin Durant was being – uh, that requested a trade out of Brooklyn. 
Well, my initial thought was that Raphael Stone actually ended the Nets franchise. <laughs> he, he owns their franchise. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that actually surprised me. Um, and there's so much stuff coming out. It's like conflicting because yeah. when the KD trade came out, then it came out that him and Kyrie were not talking after Kyrie opted in. Yeah. Then later on, Woj reported that they are trying to still play together somewhere else, which I don't know how that would happen yeah. since he's already opted in. You know, it would be easier for him to do that if he had opted out, yeah. you know. But, um, but I mean, it's great for the Rockets. Like you said, we've got – I mean, I mean, it's, it's wonderful. We got their pick every other year and a swap yeah. every other year for the next five years. Yeah. Um, and – you know, even if, you know, I understand the logic that, well, they might get some good pieces back. But the reality is, like you said, they're not going to get anyone back that's better than KD. No. You know, um, and I, I don't know if they'll get anybody back better than Kyrie either, you know. Um, so, the, I, mean, I mean, right now their, their cornerstone would be Ben Simmons, who, I mean, how much is he going to play, you know. Who knows, <laughs> yeah. You know, so – uh, and, and even with with Katie and Kyrie, they were a, a first round sweep, <laughs> you yeah. know. So uh, you could, I mean, it's possible and pretty likely that those picks would end up being good picks. But like you said, I mean, that's that's like seven years of picks and or swaps, and I don't see the Rockets drafting, you know, all using all those picks to actually draft. Yeah. So at some point, I think those picks will be packaged. For a star or disgruntled star, which I've been on this train for like a year now, um, and people are like, oh, you're not gonna get a good star. Good star players don't. <laughs> and every year there's a new name. Every year, yep. a new name. this year, KD. You know, a year ago we would not have imagined that this would be KD warning out. Yeah, especially if he signed that extension. Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm curious to see where he ends up going. You know that. It's like what? What was it? Phoenix and Miami. I think I read. Yeah, Phoenix, Miami, and of course, you know the the go to team every time somebody is wanting out that the media throws out there. The Lakers. Oh yeah, Lakers, <laughs> Lakers can't. They can't make it happen. I don't. Think. Yeah, yeah. It, it'd be hard to do with their limited assets. I mean, we were talking about off the air. I mean, I know they they think that THT is some type of cornerstone franchise player. Michael Jordan um, in a Lakers jersey for some strange reason. But (laughs) even offering him, I mean, I find it hard to believe even getting Kyrie Irving. I mean, as much as Kyrie Irving supposedly wants to play uh, with the Lakers, which again is something you know wild because when LeBron first left, we all we heard the stories about how Kyrie wasn't crazy about playing with LeBron and you know kind of resented him and all that type of stuff. So, you know, I guess yeah. time kind of heals all wounds, and now he wants to go back to the Lakers. But like we've been saying, the Lakers only have one first-round pick in the next five years, and that's yeah. 2027. So I got to find it hard to believe that Brooklyn is willing to take back Russell Westbrook and all those type of players because Russell Westbrook may just make them just good enough not to um, get in the lottery yeah. Or he may be the Russell Westbrook that we know right now and completely implode, which I know Rockets fans kind of want at this point. But um, one point I want to kind of go back to that you brought up that I was just mentioning was about the possibility of even drafting all them picks. I yeah. mean, every year we see, I mean, it could be Zion Williamson next year that wants to trade. Not to say that the Rockets initially go in all in on Zion, but that's just an example. Yeah. 
of a young player that made one out. The Spurs just traded DeJounte Murray, who's coming off an all-star year, because yeah. they don't think that he is a, a max-level player. And they end up getting three picks. I know a lot of people were saying that the Spurs got fleeced. You know, that word was thrown around again that yeah. we heard a lot last or a couple of years ago with the Rockets. But end of the day, if they don't believe that he's a, a franchise-type player, now they got three first-round picks yeah. um, in the next three years. And who knows what it, if it works out with Atlanta or not. I mean, Atlanta may yeah. end up being like the Nets, and it doesn't work out. But um, we see that stars are going to be available pretty much every single year. So I agree with you that I don't see the Rockets in any way form drafting these next several years with those Brooklyn picks. Cause another reason Rockets have double uh, max slots uh, yes. starting next year. So more than likely they may not even bring in anybody necessarily from free agency. They even were close to max more than likely they probably won't because there's not a lot of max players in next year draft. I mean, I mean next year free agency, I know you have players like, um, James Harden that that may be eligible because he's opting out of his contract. I know they're probably going to work on a shorter term deal for him. Yeah. Um, of course, you have players like LeBron James, but those type of players, I don't see any way that the Rockets would be bringing in. And the other type of players like the Chris Middletons of the world or Andrew Wiggins, I don't see any of those players coming close to Max Slot. So more than like the Rockets would be bringing in more complimentary pieces from free agency. They're going to be looking to bring in players like I mean, who knows? Maybe Jalen Brown. Maybe the Boston Celtics fall to next year. Maybe he requests a trade out. You you never know who's going to be requesting trades at this point. So right. the Rockets mm-hmm. are in a really great position with plenty of cap space and draft picks and a ton of players on rookie deals. Yeah. And speaking of great deals, we all saw that Jay Sean Tate opted out of his contract, but I think most of us figured that he'll be signing, you know, a new contract with the Rockets. There was some type of deal in place. Um to where they said that if you opt out, we're going to take care of you. And the Rockets did sign to a three-year deal, basically $7 million a year. And that third year is, is actually a team option. So what was your thoughts on the Jay Sean uh, Tate uh, deal that pretty much, I don't think you get a more team-friendly deal than three years, yeah. pretty much $7 million a year and a team option for a player that's consistently getting better every year? Yeah, I mean, so when he when the news came out that they that they declined his offer, um, you know, that kind of had Rockets Twitter, you know, kind of in the quandary. Oh, my yeah. God, what's going on? Why would they do that? Yeah. You know, and I thought the number would have been more along the lines of like nine to 10 million a year. Yeah. So when the deal, when the terms got released for three for 22, I was shocked. Like, yeah. this is the second team friendly contract that they've had with Jay Sean Tate. The first one, the first deal that he had was also very, very team friendly, you know, yeah. like better than like a rookie deal on a, for, for a draft pick. You know, so and most of the time players after they're coming off that first deal, they usually they usually want big, you know, big money. So three for 22 is amazing. That's awesome. Especially like you said, that last year is a team option, not even a player option, (laughs) which is which is rare these days. Right. Yeah. Typically the last year you see that that's a player option. Yeah. You know, but um, but yeah, so they got they got Jay Sean back at at a really good number, um, which which I, I think. I mean, you need players like Jay Sean. You know, Jay Sean's a glue guy. You know, uh, he, he's definitely all heart, all hustle. Um, on the de- especially his defensive energy, um, and especially considering his size. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, so so getting Jay Sean Tate back at that number is really good. I'm curious. I know they said they wanted to get a big. I'm curious to see who they end up getting. 
yeah, I mean, because JaVale McGee's off the market. Yeah. Mo Bama's off the market. Um, another kind of loan shot was Mitchell Robinson. He just resigned with New York. Um, I mean, Hardenstein, he he signed with um, – who did he sign with? Um, the Knicks, right? The Knicks as well, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's not a lot of bigs left. I kind of was kind of perplexed by that. I mean, I know they probably – Fernando's probably not coming back. It pretty much looks like that at this point. I don't know why you just don't see what you have in Fernando. I know some people don't think Aruba's necessarily a center, but at this point, you're still rebuilding. Why not give these players a chance? You're not really trying to win this year. I mean, of course, I know the players are trying to win, but you're not expecting to be competing for a play-in spot. So to me, I don't really want to bring in another player, just kind of see what you already have with players like Garuba and Fernando who are both on, you know, really in Fernando's case, he would be on like a really small deal. Uh, Garuba's course still on a rookie deal. Why not give these players a chance and then see what you have in there? Unless their plan is just to have Garuba still play in the G leagues, which he only played in five games last year because he was hurt. And then they kind of wanted him back with the Rockets with their training staff. So he didn't get a lot of playing time last year. So maybe their plan is to have him um, play in the G league, but at this point, it's not a lot of centers um, yeah. that are really going to be available for them to even bring in. Even like a Damian Jones just signed uh, with the Lakers. So yeah. um, they're pretty much going to have to go to the probably a CD list at this point to bring in a, any type of center. Dwight um, I mean, at this point, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be the craziest idea because it seemed like he's – Finally got out of that mode that he, for years and years and years, still thought he was like a star-level player. He actually accepted the role-player type player. And, I mean, I seem like he's fine playing 10, 15 minutes a game. So, I mean, I guess you can do worse than Dwight Howard, and maybe he actually want to run a pick-and-roll at this point. (laughs) So, (laughs) that would be a nice change. You can bring in Bruno Caboclo, Tyson Chandler. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, hey, we we going all the way back. I mean, Stromile Swift doing anything? I mean, Kelvin Cato, maybe he's available. I, I don't know at this point. But I mean, what what's kind of your thoughts on why they don't seem to be too keen on uh, giving Garuba time? I mean, again, maybe they have a plan in place to where Garuba is going to be playing in the G League, and that's kind of where they want to see him develop. But I mean, realistically. Who do you see that they can even bring in? And would you rather just them to see what Garuba can give them at center or backup center? Um, I don't I don't know. I feel like Garuba still, like you said, you don't know what you have in him. Yeah. Um, so now I agree with you that at the stage that you're rebuilding where Rockets are at, you know, it makes sense to, you know, see what you have, give your first round pick, you know, from a year ago, some yeah. burn, give him give him some playing time. Um Maybe they, uh, you know, so I, I agree with you that they're going to probably have him in a, in a G League because, he, like you say, he didn't get much playing time last year. Maybe they yeah. feel like they know where he's at, and maybe they feel like he needs some of that development in the G League. Um, so maybe that's what it, maybe that's the situation. Yeah. As far as who they could bring in, there's like like you said, there's not. I mean, all the names that that they were linked to are gone now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, even there was even an Erlers Noel trade. And they said they wanted to – they had him on the list. I think I saw that he was, he was on Kelly Eco's report. Yeah, he um, was. So he's gone. Like you said, he's gone. All the other names are gone. They're going to probably be stuck with like a Daniel Tice-level player, yeah. uh, which at this stage, 
I really don't know who else is out there <laughs> besides Dwight. And I, if I'm Dwight, I don't think I would want to go here, especially in his last few years. And he still can play, um, I felt like, you know. So I actually don't know what names are available. It might be best to, to run it back with Garuba and see what you got, at least for one more year. Yeah, I mean, again, at this point, I mean, you do need – I mean, they still do have Boban on the roster as well. Yeah. I just don't see how much – how many minutes he can really play because you really do need a backup center um, because even though they, they reportedly want to play Shangun 25, 30 minutes a game, you still got to factor in foul trouble. Hopefully that's something he's cleaning up during the offseason, working on not reaching as much or making the silly fouls that get him in foul trouble because, I mean, at this point he is the center. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's no Christian Wood, um, anybody like that to actually get in his way. So he has to make it work or – you're going to be playing a lot of small ball, Jabari Smith or Tyree yeah. Eason even at center. So they have to, you know, to me, I'm fine with giving Garuba that time, at least at the beginning of the year. Um, uh, like I said, for some reason, they don't seem to want to bring back Fernando. I mean, they may yeah. get stuck bringing him back at this point to where you have to bring him back on some type of one-year minimum deal. Um, but yeah. from what I saw in the short time that he played, he played yeah. hard. He has some offensive skills. I mean, he actually has more than Garuba at this point. Yeah. Um, so I don't know why that would be the worst thing in the world. And he's still fairly young. If, if I'm not mistaken, he's like 23 years old. So Yeah, he is young. Yeah, he's not like he's an older player. So we'll kind of see how it plays out. I, mind, a, I actually wouldn't mind yeah. Jalen Smith, though. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. We actually talked about that um, last year in a podcast that yeah. – the possibility of trading him before he trading for him before he left Phoenix and went to Indiana. Um, yeah. I actually really like his game. I mean, he's what six ten. Um, yeah. he has a, you know a nice offensive game. He has a good enough size. Uh, so yeah, I wouldn't actually mind bringing in a player like Jalen Smith. Um, yeah. to see what you know, maybe you get lucky and maybe he turns into a a really good type of player like um like a Cam Johnson. I don't think that. Phoenix was expecting everything they got from him, and that's why they were willing to move on from Jalen Smith. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a, a possibility somebody they could bring in. Yeah. Um, something else I want to talk about before we wrap up the first segment that I didn't get a chance to talk about um, in my last podcast because it actually happened right after was the news about John Wall. Um, I, I wasn't surprised that they bought him out. I was a little bit surprised that they actually got it done um, before free agency even kicked in. Yeah. Um, so what's kind of your thought on uh, the John Wall being bought out? I mean, to me, it makes the Rockets look even better to other yeah. potential players coming in because they were willing to work with him. They didn't have to do it. Yeah, They could have just held on to him and or, or you know, made him give back more than $6 million. Um, I mean, ultimately, it doesn't really do anything for the cap because he's still yeah. on the Rockets cap regardless. It's really more – about giving him the opportunity to go to a team that he wants to go to before free agency start and teams like the Clippers maybe bringing in somebody else. So what was your kind of thoughts on the John Wall news? Well, I was also um, pleasantly surprised that they got that done uh, at this time. I think yeah. I think a lot of that's because John Wall wanted to, you know, he wanted it wrapped up because he wanted to be able to sign, you know, somewhere, uh, which yeah. now we know it, it was the Clippers. We had read that Miami um, – was an interested team in him as well. Uh, he gave back, what, $6.5 million, I think? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, I mean, whatever he gave back, we always knew it was going to be the number that he was going to get from his new team. You know, that way he didn't actually lose money. 
So for for him at six and a half million, that's a good deal for the Clippers, I think. That's a really good, you know, him on the MLE. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, at least the six million. I mean, I know Tilman Fertitta would be happy about that. That at least goes back <laughs> in his pocket at the very least. So um, I'm sure he's pretty happy about that. Um, so in the second segment, I actually want to talk about um, another possible trade that may happen. Eric Gordon going to the 76ers, yeah. who are basically turning into the Houston 76ers or the Philadelphia Rockets. Yeah, I don't know exactly how you want to frame it, but they're pretty much turning into – um, the Rockets of the East at this point. Uh, I mean, they yeah. brought in Daniel House. They brought in P.J. Uh, Tucker. PJ Tucker. Um, yeah. They brought in Trevlin Queen. I mean, they yeah. pretty much go, run into the gambit of former Rocket players. So <laughs> I kind of want to talk about the possibility of Eric Gordon getting traded and what that could actually look like. So please stick around. And welcome back to the Rocket Fuel Podcast, presented by Clutch Fans. I am joined by Mr. Anthony Duckett, AD. So in the second segment, we're going to be talking about Possible trades coming up because, you know, the Rockets do have pretty much a set uh, starting lineup, I think, for the most part. Because um, I know a lot of people don't want to hear this, but unless Eric Gordon is traded, he's going to be the starting small forward. I mean, from all the reports we've seen, all the different accounts, Rockets still love what he brings. So he's probably going to be the starting small forward unless he gets traded to a team like Philadelphia, who we kind of talked about a little bit in the first segment. I mean, they've now signed Daniel House, P.J. Tucker, Trevlin Queen, all players that formerly played on the Rockets. Um, If I'm not mistaken, I can't remember if Trevlin Queen played at all with James Harden. I know he played a little bit with the Rockets um, the year before, but either way, they now have several former players that played on the Rockets now playing on the Philadelphia 76ers. And there's still some reports that, they're still trying to get um, Eric Gordon over as well, even after they traded for the Anthony Melton. So what's kind of your thoughts on the possibility of them trading Eric Gordon? Um, I talked to Ben DeBose, who said that the Rockets have had multiple deals for first-round picks for Eric Gordon, but they didn't like any of them, and that they value Eric Gordon enough to where they want particular value back for him. So what's kind of your thoughts on the possibility of Eric Gordon eventually getting moved to maybe a team like Philadelphia. Well, first off, I would have, I thought that he would have been moved already. I would have moved yeah. him by now um, because the offer that they're going to get is going to be a first round pick. So, yeah. and you're not going to, a lottery team is not going to trade for Eric Gordon because obviously they don't, that, that would be stupid. <laughs> so, so you're not going to get a lottery pick. So I don't really know why they're turning down picks because in my opinion, Wherever you trade him, it's going to be a contender. That pick will be in the 20s. Yes. Basically, like like a Christian Wood type of pick, you know. Yeah. Um, so I don't really understand him turn, turning that down. I, I, I read in uh, Tim McMahon's article that uh, Eric Gordon – no, actually, I think it was – yeah, it, it was a, it was either the Who Collective podcast, maybe an article he wrote. Yeah. But anyways, he said that Gordon – Said that he's not opposed to staying in Houston, but he would have he wants a new deal if he does. You know, <laughs> that's tricky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I'm 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 curious to know if they really value him toward turning down draft picks. You know, they just give him a new contract and just keep him long term, or or what? Because you know, again, wherever you trade him to is going to be a contender. It's going to be a late pick. If that pick yeah. is, you know, we don't value that pick, then you got to make a decision at some point. You know, yeah. Like I said, I'll be fine if he was – if they were willing to play him spot minutes because you want a veteran on the team. You want to – you 
you know, you Udonis Haslam type player, even though Gordon is still a, a very not yeah. you know, not maybe not very good, but he's still a good oh, role type player, serviceable player. Um, but at this point, I don't think that's what Eric Gordon wants. I don't think that's what the Rockets think he is. So that's not gonna happen. If he's still on the roster, um, like Ben was saying, he's probably still playing 20, 25, 30 minutes a game. So that's yeah. coming from somebody. More than likely, that's coming from a Josh Christopher or coming from a Tyree Eason or it's coming from a K.J. Martin. It's coming from somebody that they need to have on the court getting reps in actual games. Um, so to me, if you have a first-round pick available, you trade for it. <clears throat> if you don't want to use it, then that's why you can always package <clears throat> Excuse me, these picks together. Um, so to me, you can never have too many picks. There's different yeah. ways you can use these picks. So at this point, if you can get a first-round pick for them, and even if you, I don't know, I just don't know if I necessarily want to get back Matisse Thibel just because yeah. you already have a log jam at small forward and power forward. I don't know if you want to bring in another player, then you're going to have to deal with that as well. And I just, I don't see how much more he brings than what Jay Sean Tate's already bringing you. They're yeah. both really good, uh, really good defensive players. Jay Sean Tate to me is a better uh, offensive player. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you really want to bring back that type of player. Danny Green's already gone, so you can't bring back that player that's going to be on in last year if they contract. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know exactly what deal they can make with Philadelphia at this point to where they can make a, a, a deal with them. I mean, you still have Phoenix. That's a possibility, even though they're trying to get in on the you know KD trade. Um. So, like, I agree with you. If you can get some type of first-round pick for them at this point, especially in next year's draft, um, to where that draft, as we all know, is going to be very deep, even outside of top five. Yeah. Um, so you want to get some type of deal in place to where you're truly seeing what you have from these young players, because we all know in 2023, 2024, the Rockets are going to try to start actually winning games. Yeah. Um, and again, not to say they're not trying to win games now, but they're going to actively bring in players that are going to help them win games consistently. So, you need to see what you have in these young players because a yeah. lot of these young players may not be getting time in 2023, 2024. So you need to see exactly who have, you yeah. want to have beyond this upcoming uh, year. Um, yeah. And and another well, thing, yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead. I'll say well, another thing about Philadelphia is I, I'm not sure they have their pick next year because that in that Harden trade, uh, it would have been this year's pick, but Brooklyn declined it. So they're yeah, taking next they're year. They're going to take it next year, exactly. Yeah, True. and I'm not sure. Did they give up more than just that one first round pick, or was it just just that that one pick? I think it was that one pick and maybe a second round, but I could be mistaken. But yeah, okay. you're right. They did decline it, so they're going to have that pick next year. So next yeah, they year, yeah. they won't have a pick until uh, 2024, which um, actually might be okay because that yeah. year the Rockets pick starts going back to OKC. So <laughs> yes, it yes. actually might be all right. Yeah, the infamous Russell Westbrook trade. Um, <laughs> that hopefully we're moving further and further away from. And just speaking of trades real quick, uh, I kind of pointed this out on Twitter. My disdain for James Harden is actually really going down these days. Because, <laughs> I mean, he was instrumental in the Brooklyn Nets collapse. So, I mean, at this point now, I'm at, you know, I'm like, whatever with James Harden. I'm kind of <laughs> indifferent on him uh, yeah. to the point where now, hey, I have fond memories of the James Harden trade, and it's just crazy how <laughs> it's just crazy how that whole this situation is crazy can't be fixed. It's probably going to go down in Rockets history as one of those moments they played during a championship um, 
championship parade. video or championship parade is kind of crazy how that's going to work out. But yeah, um, Philadelphia, yeah, doesn't even have their pick next year. So I'm, I'm fine with 2024, 2025. I mean, the Rockets have enough picks to where they're not really starving for picks, but you want to get some type of first round pick uh, yeah. for Eric Gordon. Um, an, another thing I want to kind of talk about um, next year is the actual rotation and what the Rockets are going to do. Uh, we know Aaron Shangoon is pretty much a lock at center. We know Jabari Smith's a lock at power forward. Uh, small forward, again, what we just talked about. If Eric Gordon is traded, I still think they start Jay Sean Tate to lead to start the year. Um, shooting guard, point guard. But what's your feeling on the rotation that the Rockets may go with as far as outside of their starting lineup? Um. Yeah, so I think so. Matthews is, is probably out. Um, yeah. I'm curious to see what minutes at all, if any, that KJ gets. Um, Tari Eason, I, I, I agree with you on that. He, he, I don't see him playing much G League. Uh, also curious to see how much minutes that goes to Josh Christopher because the Rockets got a lot of wings right yeah, now. Know. You know, a lot, a lot of wings. Uh, but you have to give Josh Christopher some legitimate, you know, some legitimate burn. Yeah. Um. We talked about Garuba's probably going to be in the G League, I think. Yeah. Um, curious to see how much um, Knicks gets, Yeah. you know, um, because so I don't know. Yeah, I want to ask you real quick about that. So we've seen, of course, it may be recency bias, how it goes, that Ty Ty Washington is kind of the new thing and people want yeah. him. I mean, I've even seen some people say they want him to start at <laughs> Kevin Porter Jr., which is just absolutely insane. Um, but what's kind of your feeling on Ty Ty Washington, Dacian Nix? Do you see a, a scenario where Dacian Nix is really kind of the player that's getting the back on minutes to start the year and they just want to see what they get from Ty Ty Washington in the G League? I feel like it might be the opposite because they really? did use the first round pick on him. Yeah. Okay. And for whatever reason, Nix was not really, he didn't make the rotation for Silas last season. So unless he just has some big leap, maybe in the summer league. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to end up being Ty Ty because they didn't use a first round pick on him. Like I said, unless unless Knicks just outplays him, outperforms him. I mean, to me, it's a good situation because it's you know it's you always want that healthy competition. Yeah. So I feel like it's a good situation for Knicks to see if he can if he can beat him out. But I would assume that because for a reason, it didn't seem like Thomas was really too high on him last season. So. Um, I'd imagine that Ty Ty is probably has leaped him in the rotation. Okay. Unless Nick so, does something this summer to prove otherwise. Yeah, and that's going to make summer league even more intriguing. I mean, we already know that uh, Jabari will be there, um, Tyree Eason will be there, Josh Christopher, if I'm not mistaken, is going to be playing in G League. I can't remember summer for league, sure yeah. on that. I mean, summer league. Um, and also, uh, we got where I think the Alperen Shangun is going to be playing because he's not going to be playing in the, um, uh, the the Turkish league that's going on right now. So I think that, uh, for at least for the Turkey team, um, so I think that, um, I mean, if you, I mean I haven't looked at everybody else's summer league roster, but I have to imagine the Rock is going to be right up there with the top of the summer league teams because I mean you have a play that's going to be getting 30 minutes a game. And then, of course, you got Jabari. You have possibly Josh Josh Christopher. And then you're going to have a battle at point guard. So both of those players are going to be going really hard in summer league, Dacian Knicks and Ty Ty Washington. So I agree with you. I think that the Rockets are going to really value what 
happens in the summer league between Dacian and uh, Ty Ty as far as who's going to get those minutes because, yeah. I mean, I think they really do like Dacian Knicks, but I don't think that they're married to the idea that he absolutely has to be the backup point guard. I don't think it's set in stone. I think he has the lead right now, but just a slight lead. Yeah. Because if Ty Ty comes out and has an Alperen Shangun type summer league like he did last year, I mean, it is a possibility that he jumps right ahead of the line and gets those minutes. But I just think that Ty Ty Washington still has some developing to do. And I think that Dacian Nix with the head start kind of has the advantage right now. But like you say, anything can happen in the summer league. Ty Ty Washington go out there, and we all know that he has a chip on his shoulder just like Jabari Smith. And I think that's why Jabari Smith chose the number he did. And that's something I want to talk about right before we end the show. Um, the Rock is giving out the new numbers today. But, yeah, I think it's a good chance that, you know, it could go either way with Ty Ty Washington or Dacian Nix um, as far as who gets those backup minutes. Speaking of point guards, we all know Kevin Porter Jr. is going to be kind of next big decision on yeah. extension or no extension. Um, do you think there's any possible way that the Rockets do a Jay Sean Tate type thing where they actually sign him early if they can get a team-friendly deal? Do you think that they have enough confidence in Kevin Porter Jr. to maybe give him a, I don't know, a, a three-year, $12 million a year deal? Um, before his contract run out. And do you think that's a good deal around the $12, $13 million range for three years for Kevin Porter Jr.? I think $12, 13000000 million is actually a really good deal. That's a, yeah. that's a sweet spot. If I was him, I think I would probably want more, more of the 15 16 17 yeah. Um, So maybe they end up meeting in the middle somewhere. <clears throat> but I, if I was the Rockets, I would definitely not do that early. Because, you know, he did have some maturity. You know, you still have some maturity concerns. Yeah. I know that it's been some time since, you know, that incident where he, you know, he left the he left the arena at halftime. But um, that's not the only issue that you had with him as far yeah. as maturity goes. So with Jay Sean Tate, he seems like more of a big picture guy. Yeah. Um, so it made sense to do that a year early. But I, I think with KJ, uh, with KPJ, sorry, not KJ, with yeah. KPJ, <laughs> with KPJ, I definitely wouldn't do that early, yeah. uh, just to see how he handles that, you know, because that because that could be a big a big stepping stone, a big moment as far as you know evaluating his maturity. If you make him ride out that last year, see how he handles that. You know, yeah. That might might make you feel more confident about giving him a long term contract based on where where his head's at, how he handles having to ride out that last year, despite having seen his teammate get his deal done a year early. Yeah. And something else uh, was pointed out in the last podcast is a really good point is the fact that the Rockets drafted Jabari actually may open up Kevin Porter Jr.'s game because if they drafted Bancaro, we all know that he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. And now that kind of transfers back to Kevin Porter Jr. because Jabari Smith not the type of player that has to have the ball in his hands um, for 10, 15 seconds of the shot clock. He's more of a type coming off of screens, um, getting open shots like that instead of being a facilitator. So Kevin Porter Jr. may have a huge bounce back year to where he may even be up for a most improved player because it's a con like you say, it's a contract year. We all know our players play in a contract yeah. year. And he's gonna have the ball in his hands a lot because of who they drafted. I mean, I know Alperin Shangun's gonna be in the starting lineup and he may actually be the primary facilitator, but I see a scenario where Kevin Porter Jr. may actually have a really good year. Because um, we saw how he ended last year where he was actually one of the best, if not the best, catch-and-shoot player. Yeah. And he actually – his assist-to-turnover ratio um, got a lot better as the season went on. So, yeah. 
um, we may see a point where Kevin Porter Jr. has a really breakout year, and then the Rockets may see like they don't have a choice but to try to give him some type of um, longer-term deal. So, again, that's another uh, kind of storyline that's going to play out next year. Before we wrap up the show, though, I want to <clears throat> excuse me, talk about the Rockets giving out the numbers that all Rockets fans have kind of been clamoring for. Uh, we saw that Jalen Green, which was kind of no surprise, switched back to his um, number four from number zero last year. Um, also, we saw the three rookies get their numbers. Tyree Eason got number 17. Um, we saw Ty Ty Washington got number zero. And then Jabari Smith got number one, which a couple people pointed out on Twitter may actually be because he thought he should have went number one overall, which is very interesting. Um, but, uh, I mean, of course, it's not a lot you can talk about it. But what's kind of your thoughts on the Rockets? uh rookies and the numbers that they went out because we all know those are kind of legendary numbers especially 17 and one with mario ellie and uh tracy mcgrady but i don't want to shortchange our man aaron brooks either he has some really big games for the rockets as well back in you know the 2008 2009 uh uh span for the rockets yeah i mean so i was actually surprised that jabari that makes sense if, if he wore number one because of he should have gone number one yeah, I, I thought he would have worn number five because he wore that in high school. Yeah, true. Um, also surprised they, they gave out John Wall's number that fast, man. <laughs> <laughs> they did not. And uh, Ben DeBose actually pointed it out. That's probably why it took him so long with these numbers because yeah. Dennis Schroeder had number 17. Uh, John Wall um, had number one. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they had to work out those different things with those uh, – or did um, – John Wall had no more, yeah. Yeah. So they had to work out those deals and they had to wait till those deals actually went through before they actually made those um, numbers official. So that's probably why it took them so long to actually give out those numbers. Right. Yeah, and then, and then like uh, Ben said too, Jalen was wearing number zero, so you had to wait till the new and Jalen, yeah, to give that number out also. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we got the numbers now. Uh, to, you know, to me, I think Rockets Twitter sometimes can be a little bit over the top, especially with stuff like that, like. You think a little, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like people were complaining about, well, we don't know the numbers or I need to see more footage of the rookies. You know, the <laughs> you're not going to see them playing anyways, like until summer league, which is coming yeah. up. But, you know, it's like, uh, I mean, next cool. week, next week is a whole seven days away. I mean, that's a long time to wait, <laughs> you know, in, in, in social media land. So, yeah. <laughs> I just wasn't like it, it wasn't a big deal. Like to me, I wasn't desperate to see them in the uniforms or what number. Yeah. Like, yeah. But 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 I get it. it's cool. It's something to talk about right now, at least you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I agree. And by the way, we love you, Rockets Twitter. I mean, we love yes. your support. But sometimes you do have to calm down. It's it's not that serious. We have summer league next next week. We actually get all the playing that you want. Hopefully, multiple games if they actually continue to win, which a lot yeah. of us expect us to them to do to win it into the championship game so it'll be fine just wait until after summer league when there's absolutely no rockets content and this oh, and, yeah. and, and free agency has uh, kind of simmered down just wait until that that ought to be awesome to watch the kevin porter jr is not a real point guard debate and alperin shangun probably should still be traded because i don't know because he's only playing 27 minutes and he should be playing 
29 minutes. I don't know. It's, it's going to be. And then Jay Sean Tate's even older. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember when his birthday is, but hopefully it doesn't happen during the offseason because he's going to completely age himself out of the timeline at that point. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it ought to be really interesting to see what exactly he talked should be fired. about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's coming. Um, but, uh, uh, but that's actually a really good point um, about Silas is, you know, he's going, he has one more year. Um, after next year, if I'm not mistaken, uh, he has two yeah. more years off on his contract. Yeah, right? yeah. So he's going to have to start winning in that final year because that's the year the Rockets are gonna, really going to try to win. So I don't think there's really any situation where they fire him this year unless, you know, stuff just falls off the rails and players start to call him out in the media and things like that, which I don't even see it happening because I think most of the – all of the players – I mean, pretty much, you know, love playing for yeah. um, Kosai. So I don't see that happen. I see him playing out. And the Rockets aren't notorious for firing coaches anyway, you know, except for Kevin McHale. But that McHale. was a James Harden thing. <laughs> um, yeah. That wasn't really a front office thing. Uh, so I I really don't see the Rockets in any way, shape, or form firing him next year because I don't see Tillman Fertitta wanting to pay for two coaches at the same time. And that's not a cheap Fertitta joke or anything like that. Because Fertitta actually, I mean, last couple of years, you got to give to Tillman Fertitta credit. He yeah. stayed out of the, the media. He's not really saying a lot. Um, he's, you know, for the most part, seemed like he's doing exactly what he should do. So, I mean, you have to give credit to Fertitta as much as we bagged on him at the beginning on how he just needed to stop talking and all these different things. I mean, lately he – He's been pretty much the model owner for the most part. So, yeah, give him credit for that. But I don't see in any way that they're going to be firing a solid. So he'll get a chance to, you know, coach out his contract. And then I guess we'll kind of see where it goes from there. Because if they don't win in 2023-24, I don't think it really matters what the circumstances are. I don't think it even matters if players are out all year. I don't think there's any chance that they bring them back if they have another season where they like a bottom five team. I don't think there's any way he survives that. Yeah, if they end up being the worst, you know, like you said, bottom five or the worst again oh, yeah. this year, um, I think he would probably step down, to be honest, if that happens. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's possible. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, because I think I think, like, the toll that that would take, you know, three straight years of the worst record, you know, yeah. and that's that goes down that, you know, that's your name next to that, yeah. you know. Um, now, truth be told, I think long term he's probably more of like a lead assistant, anyways. But yeah. um, I just don't know that he would want to do that. You know, sign up for that final year after if the Rockets end up being top, you know, bottom five again. I just can't see that from his angle. So you think it's a possibility if they don't win or aren't approved next year that it's a possibility that he doesn't even coach the last year? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because, like I said, I mean, if they're if they're so, I expect them to not have a great season next year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're you know, still as far as, young, wins, not, far as wins and losses. Yeah, yeah, as far as yeah. wins and losses. I mean, they're still yeah. young. You know, they also have their pick. They control that pick as well next season. So they kind of have incentive to. They're not. It's, it's not to me. It's not tanking. I've always yeah. like it's or, organic losing because I, I mean I felt like there were some games they were trying to win. You yeah. know, last season. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he says, ah, I don't want to do this anymore. A- after having three straight years of, like, the worst record, I'm just not sure that he would want to continue that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it depends on how they lose. If they yeah. just look horrible and bad 
and they look like they have no direction, then I guess anything could happen. But if they look like they actually make an improvement, let's say they go from um, 20 to 25. I think that he, I think that he will be fine with that. And and possibly, you know, coaching that last year, I think it all kind of depends on how they lose. Cause there's a such thing as looking bad at losing. That's true. I mean, you can also look good uh, losing as well if you're a rebuilding team. I mean, we saw some losses last year where they lost, but they look really good doing it because we saw that the young players were developing. Now, there's no such thing as a good uh, loss when you're a team like, I don't know, Philadelphia or, or the Lakers yeah. or some team that's actually trying to compete. But if you're a team rebuilding, if you're really looking at it objectively, you're looking at how those players are developing. We saw at the end of the year how Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. and Alperen Shangun, how much better they got once Christian Wood was traded away. So I think that's all we want to see next year is those players developing. Yeah, And a few more wins would be nice because, truth be told, I, I just don't want to watch a team, the worst team in the league again next year. Yeah, I know Victor Wimbyama. Hopefully I said his name right. I'll have all year to get his name right. I know right. that he's the prize. I just don't think the Rockets are going to be bad enough. Now, maybe they look out and have the fifth worst, worst record and they somehow get the number one pick. Hey, I'm all for that. But I just don't see them being bad enough next year. I actually see them winning 25 games next year. High mark 27 wins if everything goes right. Um, so I don't see them. I see them being more in the seven, eight range next year. Um, and then, you know, we see what happened with Brooklyn. Who knows what's going to happen with Brooklyn yeah. next year? Um, so, I mean, seven, eight range, you're still very happy because, heck, you can get maybe one of the Thompson twins at that point. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of really good players in next year's yeah, draft. Yeah, um, so, of course, we'll have all year, unfortunately, to be talking about next year's draft. So I won't talk too much about that. But uh, before we wrap it up, why don't you, uh, again, let us know where we can find all your content at AD. You could find me on Twitter at A underscore Duckett. Uh, that's, you know, where I, I tend to uh, spout out. Not spout <laughs> out, but I, I, I tend to have a lot of debates. You kind of mellowed out a little bit lately. Yeah, off season. <laughs> yeah, it could be that. It, it could be that uh, yeah. lately, but but I definitely haven't gone away though. I'm always oh, down no. for a good debate. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's for sure. I mean, <clears throat> we always know that uh, if you want your James Harden, not as much James Harden, but definitely your Deshaun Watson. Oh you, yeah, <laughs> you, you know you know where to find it at uh, AD's uh, Twitter account. <laughs> um, so, but. But next week, definitely make sure you come back. We're going to be having on Cody Davis. He actually um, works for Sports Illustrated now. He's a Rockets insider. Um, he covers the team for them. Uh, he may possibly be out of the summer league. So uh, make sure you check that out. Hopefully we can get some good insight on how the Rockets are looking at summer league. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, next week. So um, make sure you're checking us out for our, our next episode next week. As usual, we appreciate everybody that comes on and uh, watches us on YouTube, listens to us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you uh, get your podcast. We appreciate that every week. And uh, make sure, like I said earlier, make sure you again you check us out next week. And I'll, I'll, as always, give us five stars, give us likes, give us subscriptions on YouTube. We always appreciate those. Four stars, I guess, is okay. But let's not try to go on any four stars if you could help it. <laughs> but no, we definitely appreciate everybody that comes on every week and joins us here on the Rockets Fuel Podcast, presented by Clutch Fans.